0: Welcome to 312 Studios. And you're on the morning show sipping coffee with saucy. And so today we got a very special episode here today. We are gonna be talking about episode seven. We're gonna be talking about drug addiction and the and the effects of drug addiction. And as you heard in the background, we had Mac Miller. Rest in peace, rest Mac, in Mi- peace, Mac yeah. Miller. Yeah, rest in peace, Mac Miller. In case you don't know, Mac Miller was a, a, a victim of. A,
1: He's a really big icon uh, in the um, hip hop hip hop uh, game, but uh, yeah, he did die from a overdose that you know was depression led and everything like that. If you weren't aware, but <laughs> yeah, Mac Miller uh, is a is a very famous hip hop artist who battled
0: depression and drug addiction. Uh, I don't know what exactly he died from opioids or the exact cause of death, but
1: yeah, I'm not sure. I think it was something.
0: Yeah. Um, so we we just here today. We just wanted to uh, talk a little bit about the the effects of drug addiction and uh, you know depression and because these are real world problems. This is what's really affecting our youth in today's I was, time I
1: was going to say especially with today's youth it's it's bigger than ever you know the, like the opioid epidemic is bigger than ever it's it's killing more people than it ever has you know
0: and from a from a from a personal standpoint this is this episode is rear is um uh, really dear to me because um as a former addict I know uh what uh how how these people can relate drug addicts can relate because I was a drug addict for many, many years. Um, My very first experience with drugs, uh, I was 18 years old, I started shooting heroin. And so I really didn't like the feeling of heroin. Heroin was, it was a good drug, but it was a downer more time. So then I started shooting uh, Coke and I, I liked it, that feeling of Coke because it gave me energy and I was more alert.
1: You're up, yeah.
0: But I, I didn't like the shooting process because it was real nasty, and I mean, you always had tracks in your arm. So,
1: but I never asked you. Did Did you ever go through any type of um like depression with that, or is it just kind of something that you know? Because they do. Because you know, substance abuse and having a depressive disorder go hand in hand.
0: I probably suffered from it. I was just too young to realize it. Because when you yeah. when you're at that young age. The world is yours. It's like...
1: Oh, yeah. You ain't nothing you, you can stop. You bulletproof. Yeah, you
0: bulletproof. It's just really like that. And so as I grew older, I just... So I liked it. cocaine. And as I grew older, I just grew... Uh, you know, I just grew fond of cocaine and started using it in many different forms. Um, powder, rock, crack. I uh, started smoking it. Um, however, I, could, I got to the point where... My addiction was like four hundred dollars a day. That was just, like at
1: pretty much unsustainable.
0: <laughs> unsustainable,
1: bro. It was like,
0: and that's no, a you, lot you, of you, money, you, bro. You if I had if I had the money I spent on 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 drugs, I'd be a rich man. And uh, it went like that for many many years, and so.
1: But you could also say hindsight's twenty twenty, man. You didn't, you know, you were blind to the fact at that point, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just want to tell all you young people: there is a way out. There is a way out. You know, God blessed me, <clears throat> and you know He delivered me from that, from the chains of darkness. And so I just wanted to read for y'all here uh, uh, a little scripture: Mark three twenty-seven. In fact, no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up. Then he can plunder the strong man's house. This is Mark three twenty-seven. So no man. You don't just get put in an addiction. Um, you first have to start off. This is what this particular verse. You first have to start off. Uh, the enemy has to come and tie you up. So you know, it started off with with uh, weed or pills, and then it grew to something bigger. And then I was just totally run by the enemy. He came in and plundered my house. and And most people who are addicted, most people who are addicted to drugs are strong individuals bro yeah yeah yeah. i can actually are, are, say are, are very strong individuals but they
1: get manipulated easily by substance yes you're right they, you know what I mean? they they
0: and see this particular scripture in the Bible said no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up but see the enemy can't just come and take you control of you all at one time right you got to do it in steps he has to do it instead he has to first tie you up that's why you see the strongest people that you you think are mentally strong physically strong are are uh addicted to drugs because of that very reason man Um, uh, it, it it'll overtake you man and um you know it, it's a, it's very sad to see um to in today man how how people are are being just totally <laughs> destroyed by
1: and now now and see they
0: got designer see, see back when i was growing up you could take a joint you could smoke a joint and take a joint and and smoke it and be good with it see now they got synthetic they never had synthetic drugs back when i was uh, yeah. growing up see see now in today's time in in, in, in 2021 they got something called dip you know, they call it that dip. That and wet, yeah. That dip and that wet, and that's that fake weed. That, that's the weed that don't even, uh, I don't know what it. Is. It looks like weed. Sometimes it might smell like it, but it'll take you on this level. You'd be, on a, you'd be cuckoo, bro, for yeah. about, I mean, it's some really dangerous. I've seen it in action, bro. Um, you could take a hit of acid and smoke a joint of wet, and I promise you that joint of wet will be... More powerful than that hit, act, cause yeah. it just does something to. It's not made to well, be it's smoked. Chemical,
1: yeah, no, it's it's like they say technically, it'll start to put if you do it enough, it'll start to put holes in your brain. Technically, you know what I'm saying? Like it'll literally start to deteriorate your your the way that you think. It's not supposed to be, and you know that's why it's, it's synthetic. It's not supposed to be something that you even in, you know what i mean that's why for the longest time it i was, think it's an instant it comes out an an instant. Instant. yeah yeah well you could buy it at gas stations for the longest time you could buy yeah, it It was legal legal and yeah. it was killing but people it, it wasn't meant to be no no one knew it wasn't meant to be smoked like that so it wasn't looked at as a drug but then when people started dying because of it they're like oh god yeah this is something that's serious you know it's it's, it's considered it's a it's synthetic it's weed the, it's fake weed it's synthetic oh. weed yeah like you said, it might kind of look like weed, but it's like a I think it's like a, kind of like a powdery substance, you know. People like smoke see, that see they shit. didn't have
0: that when I was growing up. So we could go out and buy a dime sack and just smoke it and boom boom, that's it. But now you gotta question, yeah, man, what what is this? Because you 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 might hit the wrong thing and you might never ever come, but they got some people in the middle is, they hit a just joint in a loop, yeah. Hit a joint of that or that dip. That wet, whatever you want to call yeah, it, yeah, K2, whatever you yeah, want to call like, it. Yeah. And you might not ever come back. You might be you might be gone forever, bro. Yeah. And so
1: I've actually seen some people way out on that shit, man.
0: In today's time and today's world is way much more dangerous than when I was growing up. And it's sad because the evolution of drugs has gotten more potent.
1: But that's why the the um the overdose rate today is higher than it's ever been. Oh, for sure, for you sure. You know what for sure? I mean? especially I mean, now that you got um fentanyl, got your fentanyl going around you know they said they said a quarter the size of your nail you killed 10,000 people killed, i heard i was yeah, reading some, on the internet uh, something crazy like that so
0: they say if you just like one little grain like a, it just picture a, a jar of salt like one little grain yeah. of salt that much would kill like 100 people like yeah. <laughs> dude that's like i don't want to be messing with nothing that toxic bro that is like on another level but now bro, so man. like
1: so you were talking about like you used to like to do like coke and stuff like that but now you can't even people people can't even do coke and stuff because it could be it could be stepped on with fentanyl you know what i'm saying like you could hit one line and be you know eyes roll back in your head because it had fentanyl in it they got, that's how people die they don't they they, they, they start putting fentanyl in everything dude it's scary. Yeah, and I and I'm You start a firm, pressing pills with fentanyl.
0: And I'm a firm believer that you know that. And I'm not trying to go nowhere with this and down people and stuff like that. But if you start off at a very uh, uh, preliminary level of drug abuse, um, you know, people when I was growing up started off huffing paint, sniffing liquid liquid paper. And then, <laughs> <As well. laughs> yeah, this is middle school. This is yeah. middle. so that gradually went up to like to where it was just an all-out drug addiction. So, yeah. like like this particular Bible verse says, "Man, it uh, no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up." So it starts off like that, and then that's it ends up to where people are overdosing at an alarming rate here in america people are, are are actually dying
1: but then even if you don't like you said if you're a, if 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 you start off like that even if you don't end up overdosing before you even get to that point of overdose if you're a long term user you you it's a very good possibility you start to like develop a form of um depression you know something that's going yeah, and be, depression
0: is where all these side effects that come along with the drugs with the drugs is it's what really is killing most people because
1: um, it's substance abuse will create a depressive disorder, you know for sure you know for sure, not, 100%. maybe not everybody, but majority of people, substance abuse will create, and that's something you're going to have to live with. It won't go away. You know, maybe once you get clean and you know you won't really think like that anymore, but as long as you're in the same spot, that that depression is just going to weigh you down and weigh you down, and all, got, all you're going to want to do is continue to do what you were doing because that's the only thing that makes you feel happy. Whenever you're not thinking about your depression, that's whenever you're that's whenever you're high. You know what I mean? So And so be I mean, if
0: you've never did drugs before and people try to explain it to you, if I could explain it to anybody, being high kinda is an escape from reality.
1: Some people say they do it to it, deal it, with their everyday it, pain. They do do it to deal with their mental pain. Yeah, so
0: it's th- a way of dealing with What you don't want to deal with.
1: Exactly. It'll just kind of let you escape for a little while. Escape.
0: It's your escape for, and that's a lie from the devil because that's some evil, evil doings, man. Because, I mean.
1: But then you're, so your depression will start to manifest itself with feelings of like, you know, you won't have the motivation to do anything like low energy. You'll be hopeless. So you'll be like, man, I. This is all I got. This is all I know, so I'm going to just keep doing it. It's you a know? trick.
0: It's a deceivement from the devil. So. The devil will try to trick you into thinking these things, bro, to keep you in bondage and to keep you in chains. Because he kept me like that for many, many years, over 10 years, bro, over 10 years. And if I know – there, there, but there was a reason why I went through this drug addiction. There was a reason why. And you know what? I wouldn't change it for nothing. I wouldn't change it. And then, we, You want me to tell you why I wouldn't change it? Because – I would never know what it's like to experience true freedom, true freedom, if you've never been in chains. I was completely chained and bondage by this drug and and many drugs and and bondage of sin. And so when I got delivered from all that, I felt a freedom that is unexplained. I can't explain it to you. Your mind mind can't uh, comprehend that, bro. It can't, and so many people who are are you might say hardcore addicts, bro, yeah, they have something on the other end waiting for them If they could ever get delivered out of those chains, they got a taste of freedom, yeah, and the only thing that can do that is jesus is cross is by the cross of Jesus Christ, so finding God it's finding God, so if you're out there and you're a drug addict, you're on the street, you think there's no way out. There is a freedom waiting for you that your mind can't wrap around.
1: It'll give you it'll give you more euphoria than than the drugs will. And I'm not I'm not speaking from a personal experience, but I know that it'll give you that type of euphoria that you're looking for in the drugs. And once you're able like you said to break those chains, you that that euphoria that comes comes it just comes with, you know, you you accomplished what you were doing and now you're actually free. You can do what you please because before these, these drugs had you in chains, you you weren't a free man.
0: No, no. It's it was you could feel it. You could actually feel the darkness. You controlled, yes. And you could actually feel that you was in prison. Like you and once you break those chains, man, it, it just feels so good. And and you're able to accomplish a lot more and to do a lot more. And
1: then and then you can focus on the rest of your life. You can start playing and stuff. You can focus on you can start saving money. You can start you know what I mean? It's it, because whenever you're with within that addiction, you just live for the day.
0: Yeah, you're just living for that day. You And then um, the next day you wake up and I was the reading same thing. something on the internet. You're never, once you hit that dope, you're always chasing that next high. Yeah. And you know what? You ain't never going to get there. Nope. That's a lie from the devil. Because the very first time I ever hit crack cocaine, it was a feel, It was. A, I mean, I was feeling good. Man, I like this and then from that point on, I was always chasing that same chasing it, yeah. that same high. And guess what? I never I never would get there. That's just a lie from the devil saying, hey, man, uh, I want to make it's you just, feel like how deceiving. you felt. It's deceiving. It's know? deceiving, bro. And even experts, people who don't even believe in religion or anything like that, yeah. will tell you that. They'll say, hey, the reason why people hit that dope is because they, they want to, as soon as you hit it, that high, you you want to get back to that point, but you you're never gonna achieve that. It's never gonna happen. And um, you know, I just want to say, I, I got friends of mine who are in chains who I are do. still drug addicts, and I, I do, really t- I feel for them, man. I really I have feel.
1: some of my some of my best friends are drug addicts, you know. And uh, it's you, you start to see it over time, man. And you start to you almost start to feel bad for them, but it's like because I've sat there and tried to talk to them about it. But it's like, it's like sitting there talking to that wall. You know what I mean? They're, yeah, it's they a blocker. They, they don't even hear none of that. They don't can. interpret anything that you're saying. It's just like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. They want to get the conversation over with. So I got to the point, you know, I felt kind of bad because I did give up. But it's like that's not my battle to fight anymore. I've already tried everything I can. I care about these people, but there's nothing else I can do but go – Physically stick them in a sober home, and that's not my and place. And see, to I do understand
0: that. where they're from because when I was deep into it, I didn't want to hear that. Yeah, you don't. I don't want to hear that. Like somebody come talk to me about, hey man, look, you need to straighten your life up. You know, you need to get right with God. But that's what—that's like, people that care about you, though. Yeah, Yo, those are people who care about you.
1: Yeah, and you know? like I've, I, I have, I have some of my friends that are still in that same boat, man. They're still, they've been rowing the same boat for two years, you know, and it's and see it's the scary the man. people like, who
0: don't care about you. Are the ones who enable you.
1: Enable, hey yeah. bro,
0: you need that ride? You need that ride down the street? I got yeah, you. Yeah. Hey bro, you need twenty dollars? Knowing, knowing, knowing that twenty dollars, they going straight to the dope man.
1: And see, it got to the point. It was opposite for me. They were, they were asking me, hey, you could bring me, you could bring me for a ride. Hey, I could borrow twenty bucks. You got, and I got to the point where they stopped asking me because it started to upset me. I'm like, no, no, you know how, you know my mindset on this shit. Stop asking me for this shit. I know exactly what you're about to do, and you know I don't condone it. So why you keep coming to me? So it got to the point where they stopped asking me for shit. But they knew how I just looked at it as disrespectful because <clears throat> I didn't condone it. So why the hell you keep coming to me and asking yeah. me I know what you're going to do, you know what I'm saying? And you know I don't agree with it. So it's like and so
0: when you when you see a drug addict, you see 'em um they're always begging mm-hmm. and they always need minutes on their phone. They need a ride. They need the money or uh, you know, go buy a happy man, whatever know, it is, maybe. I know, all and, about and that you, too you well. feel sorry for him, so you want to help. At first, I did.
1: I, you I, want to help him, yeah.
0: but you don't want to be an, an enabler. enabler yeah. And so, an enabler is enables you to keep doing what you're doing. And if you truly care about that person, about a drug addict, you want to enable them. And at that particular time, if you ask a drug addict. Man, oh, forget him. I, I don't. I, man, he. If say, man, how's uh Aaron doing this and that? And once you stop enabling that person, then people don't like you, bro. No, no, but no. But really, in the long term, you're looking out for their health and yeah. their well-being. Which, but and, while you're trying to help them, you say, Nah, man, I'm not. I'm not gonna help you do this. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take you down the street to the dope man. Yeah. I'm not gonna give you twenty dollars to go get some dope. I'm not gonna. Uh, buy you some food because you've been you've been on that flight for about three weeks and you yeah. just been I ain't doing none of that and once you stop that they hate you.
1: Yeah, I, I trust me, I know. And so and it starts to it's just like that's something you gotta let go because you know what you're doing is good. But you if know? you love that person,
0: well, like you you, you wouldn't like um, you said at enable first, that person
1: like you said at first though when it first starts happening you feel bad because at first that's what I was I was enabling it at first. Cause that's my really good friends and you know it's just like you said you, you feel bad and you're like all right man all right but after shit after a little bit dude it starts to get to the point to where it's like what the hell do you keep asking like you still asking me shit every day like it's like it's like they have no shame they have no shame to ask you for anything like you know what i'm saying no, and it no, like no. like they'll ask you for like you said a ride money this or that and it's it gets, it gets to the point for me I, I got to the point to where I just had to step back and be like, look, dog, don't come ask me for nothing. You can you can come be my friend, but but don't come and just, just try and be my friend just because you think I'm going to enable you. Just because you ain't got no money because you already spent it all on fucking dope.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean. And I don't mean to
1: be cursing so much, but it's something, yeah, that, something yeah. that it really rings true to me. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I've, I've experienced, I've been in it, and it's like it really just started to make me mad. You know, because I sat there, I really, really care about these people. And it's like, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem reciprocated. See, my family you know has I mean? a
0: history of that, bro. And the, like, uh, you know, I'm not going to bring names out and all this like that. But, you know, uh, in my family, addiction runs uh, deep in my family. Yeah. And it just, it was, uh,
1: it's... Well, it's considered a disorder, you know. And it's, it's not, it's not, it's something that can be passed down. It's like... um. Like it's a mental disorder, you know what I'm saying? Because you got blockers on, so you feel like, well, this what I'm doing ain't wrong as long as I ain't hurting nobody, you know.
0: Until you get caught, you know. And yeah, you go to
1: jail. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's when you start uh, reconciling your. Uh, yeah, that
0: ain't no fun, and then you know and, wrongdoings. Yeah, and it's just a better life without the drugs, and you know, no, and. In America right now, weed is legal in most states. I think like, like twelve. Twelve states.
1: That Which is I mean, I look I'm gonna tell you right now, I ain't got no, I used to I don't smoke anymore, but I used to I used to smoke every day, you know. Oh Yo, yeah, for weed, sure. I used know to know smoke saying? weed every day. You know, so I don't have anything against that. And I, I don't mm-hmm. know, I wouldn't even say that it's a gateway to anything else. It it's all a mindset. It just depends on the person. It's just
0: Well now they have the C B D um C B D uh, products like uh, it's it's it it doesn't get you high
1: but it's supposed to it's like a comforting method it's supposed to relax your body and stuff but it doesn't give you like that mental high it had i think it has like one or zero percent thc in it
0: and you could buy that at at any gas station you can buy that in louisiana yeah you can buy that right here down the street down
1: the street yeah
0: and um so the world is definitely changing but going
1: back to the the substance abuse Substance abuse and depression go hand in hand. Yes, for sure. So, for sure, cause you know whether it's whether it's your depression <clears throat> fueling your substance abuse or your substance abuse fueling your depression. So, it let can me go ask you a question:
0: way. Why do you get depressed? Like, why do you have depression in the first place? Like, you it just, has to be some underlying reason.
1: Well, without, I mean, like, um, for one, you you obviously you're gonna need re- rehabilitation at some point if you're addicted. But you can't see that while you're in that addiction mindset. So, whenever you're, whenever, whenever you're addicted to it, it's it's really just kind of like um, you feel like you can't get ahead. You feel like, but you don't see you don't see that it's the reason you feel like that is because of these drugs. You know what I mean? You can't get ahead. You're having a bad day. You you can't pay for your bills. Blah, 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 blah. So it keeps going downhill at that point. But the the only way you feel like you can escape that. It's just continue doing drugs. So so, so eventually yeah, it'll just start snowballing. This is what I want to say.
0: If you've never been a drug addict, you, you can't speak on it because it is something that
1: <laughs> like you, you know, said, man, it I puts mean, you I in could, chains, man.
0: Like I can speak on it because I, I've been in there. I've been there. You know, and if you've never experienced it, it's hard to really speak on a topic like that if you if you've never experienced it. Like I can't go to McDonald's and and speak on how to flip cheeseburgers because <laughs> you never flip cheeseburgers I never flip cheeseburgers yeah, yeah, you know what that's I'm saying? True, I can't yeah. I can't I can't elaborate on that and so this is a very touchy subject man and um it's it's a spiritual subject because it, it, that's what's behind these addictions people man. people
1: that have this addiction need to be saved
0: yes man they need they need jesus I, I'm gonna tell you straight up you need Jesus and um Once you come to the cross and uh, get Jesus in your life, then you then you will be able to experience true freedom. Yeah. And once you experience that freedom from this bondage of addiction, man, it's no feeling See, like like I I
1: have one of my good buddies that has actually been rehabilitated. And he's completely sober now. And Amen.
0: I'm, yeah, we want to give we want to give a shout out to, to your friend right
1: now. Yeah, he's yeah. I'll say his name just cause I'm proud okay, of him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's my name. That's my my dear friend John.
0: John, John. We want to congratulate you. But if I'm gonna you're tell you, he's, he's like
1: one. he's like he's like a year sober right now, dude. And I have seen him at his worst. He got arrested, you know, you know driving under the influence and everything. And he, I sat down and talked to him a lot. He would he would, he would love to be on the show actually, but he. I'm I'm so proud of him because he was at his lowest point. He, you know what I'm saying. He was rock bottom, and he he decided that he needed rehabilitation, and he took it serious. See, yes, I you know. Gotta a, want it? I you know gotta a lot of people. To be I know a lot of people that go be rehabilitated, but as soon as they get out, they just go they just go back to doing what they're doing. But this guy, he's he took it serious, man. And and I've talked to him after since he's been sober, and he says it's the most freeing feeling. He said, "Of course, he still has those urges in the back of his head." Yes, because
0: I, I had them for a long time, bro. Uh, I actually, but he said he feels free. Slipped man. up after a year. No, I was two years clean, and I actually slipped, and went in. Um, what's it called when you go back? In uh, relapse. Yeah. Relapse. Yeah. I relapsed, but it wasn't for long. It was only like a week or two. I caught myself. I was like, "Man, I can't, I can't go back." Backwards, I had to was go. everything forward. I
1: just did for? If I'm a,
0: yeah. if I'm a, if I'm gonna just go backwards. Yeah. So,
1: it's like you take two steps forward uh, and, and five steps backwards. Yeah.
0: So, John, if you're listening, man, we uh we're proud of you, man, and continue to be strong in this fight of addiction. And maybe you can come on the show and t- and give the people, uh, your testimony on how long you've been clean and so.
1: Yeah. He uh he took it really serious, man. I'm proud of him. He's still he still clean to this day and that's one of my good friends. I I can count on him for a lot. See whenever whenever he was, you know, whenever he was in that mindset, I couldn't count on him. Yeah. But now it's like he's a whole different person. He said he feels freed and he said a lot of it had to do he, he got right with God. Yeah. He got his I relationship that, right a, with God.
0: Cuz that's what's driving these uh addictions. That's what's driving And uh, if you could see that which, if you don't believe in God, you can't see it. You, you, uh, I couldn't see it. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, I couldn't see it, and so I didn't have the knowledge. Uh, the Bible says, "My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge." So I didn't have that knowledge, uh, like I do now. But now I have it, and I can uh, bring my testimony and tell you about but like it. Like I
1: said earlier, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, yeah, hindsight's
0: twenty twenty, and not everybody. You know, is on that level, not everybody.
1: You'll be able to learn eventually, but it's, it, you know, whenever you have that block in front of you, that wall, there's nothing anybody can tell you. That's something you got to deal with yourself. That's something you got to go through yourself and you got to teach yourself and you got to learn what you're doing is not right. And you know what I'm saying? It's something that you have to educate yourself on and be like, this is not what I want in my life. But then. But you do have those people that are like, well, they don't, they don't ever think like that, and that's the people that end up overdosing, or the people that end up losing everything, becoming homeless, and just never coming back. So there's, you know, there's two different types of people. You know, you just got to have that ambition to get out of that rut. You know. Yeah,
0: and it, it's it's man, we could sit here and talk about this subject forever because yeah, yeah. it's it's a very touchy subject. It's, it's a subject that's dear to my heart because. I mean, I, I I was a drug addict for many, many years, many, many years, um, living on the streets, sleeping in cars, uh, motels. Just, yeah, it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, God brought me out of it for a reason.
1: You know, got a bigger I plan for you.
0: Had a bigger plan for me, bro. And uh, you got to believe. Many that people around me didn't make it. Many people around me died. And I kept looking. I said, man, all these people are dying, bro. And many people, bro. I, I, that was close to me. Rest in peace, Bo McNabb from Bunky, Louisiana. Me, me and him used to run together, bro. Many people didn't make it, bro. Many. And so I just want to say, I want to thank God for uh, allowing me here on this microphone right now. Pulling bro. you
1: out that trench.
0: Because I could be one of those people not even being right here right very now not easily even. too you could have very easily done so one of those i people. think back on it and god really spared my life and so all glory to god right now so i want to thank everybody for tuning in on this episode episode 7 and um we're going to come back next time on episode 8 next time you hear us we're going to be in the boot we're going to be coming to you live from Louisiana, Texas. We're going to have some boudin balls. And we're going to have some Cajun food. And we're going to be set up in Louisiana. Back coming home. Coming to home. you live from the boot. We're coming to you with a very special episode. So you, you're going to want to tune in to that one because it's going to be a you're going to have to listen it's to gonna that. It's going to be one. spicy. It's going to be spicy. We're going to throw a little hot sauce on there. <laughs> and we're going to be with the sauce click. We got a whole sauce crew over there. Wait, we're
1: not gonna be drinking no coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I'ma drink coffee, man. But uh you know, what y'all do is y'all do, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, coffee gonna um uh, saucy gonna be sipping on his coffee. coffee. And so uh that's all I got for this episode. Be sure to tune in, like I said, all your major um podcasts. And uh that's all we got for you on episode seven. We out.